Howdy, everybody. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. Thank you for watching and listening. Thank you for all the support. I love this uh I love this thing. I love the show. I love to get on here and, and be able to use this platform to, to speak my mind and talk to some guests and talk to some friends and answer your questions. I, I do have to say this is episode 44. If you don't know anything about this podcast, if you stumbled on here for the first time, I encourage you to go backwards a little bit at some point. Pace yourself. Go backwards. It starts all the way back at episode one. I started telling the story of where I came from and how I got to be where I am now. And that is with music and, and my family and my life and uh, here at Yee Yee, the brand. So I started this podcast not really thinking that this was going to be a ton of episodes. Now, I think it is. It's going to be a ton of episodes. But back then, I wanted a long-form explanation of some deep stories from me of where I came from. Because I was so used to being on radio shows where they would say, so tell us a little bit about yourself. And I would say, well, where do, how, how do you answer that question if you know in the back of your mind you have about 10 seconds of radio time to tell them where you came from or who you are or what, what's your music about? And so I thought, you know what, I'll start a podcast. I'll answer some of these questions myself and just do it in long form where it takes a while and I could really get into the depths of where I came from. That turned into... Story after story after story, album after album, song after song, and it led into bringing some guests on. And then it led on to where we are now, where we're, we're, we're on all podcast apps and YouTube as well. So you could actually see it and hear it if you want. Um, and it's, it's something I love doing every single Monday morning. So this is hopefully on your drive to work or getting your week started on a Monday. So thank you for being with me. I'm grateful to have it. Um, I, the, the most important thing I could tell you right now about me and my life is we have an album coming out in September, and I'm going to announce that album. I'm going to tell you everything about it, when exactly the day in September you could expect it, and what it's going to be about, and the songs that are going to be on it on August the 28th. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, that that's when we're going to announce it. We're going to um, give you the pre-order link, the pre-save link for the streaming services, and you'll be able to hear some examples. I'm probably going to go on social media and show you a little bit of every song at that point. So point being, there's only there's like, if you're listening real time on this podcast, in like three weeks, you're going to get all that info. And that is a big, big deal to me because I've worked so hard on this album. It's been about two years in the making. There's a lot of songs, a lot of stories. And I think it's it's my best work I've ever done. This is my 10th studio album, and I think it's my best one. I know that everyone says that, and even I've said that in the past, but it feels different now. It feels, that just feels, it feels like my best. So I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. It's not the... It's not the first time I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to, I'm going to wear you guys out about it just because I'm so excited. And, and I want to hear how these songs... In this period of my life, 2019 and 2020, the songs I wrote and produced during this time, I want to know how they bounce off of your life and how, how you react to them and, and which ones speak to you and which lyrics speak to you and which melodies make you want to jump into your truck and roll the windows down and drive and, and which ones make you want to 
get a big old cup of coffee and soak it all in which one which ones make you want to crack a beer and be with your buddies and light a bonfire and um which makes you want to contemplate life i want to know that and and i i get just so excited it's uh for an, for an artist, for a musician, it's like Christmas morning when your album comes out and you finally get to see everyone react to your work, good and bad. Even bad's good. Even when people say it sucks, it's like, well, they listened, and that's feedback. So that's better than someone not hearing anything. It's better than indifference, like, I don't even care. Granger has an album, I don't even care. It's better if they say, I hate it, because that means I got to you. The music got to you, and it made you react in some way. If you want to get a hold of me now... A really cool way to talk to me now is through Cameo. There's an app. You could download the Cameo app. You can go to Cameo.com, and then you could find me in the search. And you could book me to say anything you want on a video message. So I could say happy birthday or congratulations or happy anniversary or um, welcome home from deployment. Or uh, I've done so I've done just pick-me-ups like... Uh, hey, talk to my sister. She's going through a tough time. Will you just tell her something funny? Um, I've done I've done ones for s- someone that asked for themselves for me to tell them something or answer a question. So that's a cool it's a cool thing. I do it daily. Cameo C A M E O, and I love doing it. And it's a really good way for me to keep good touch with you guys. Um, and I wish that we were touring. I just had a another tour date cancel. Um, from when you're watching this real time, we were playing in North Platte, Nebraska this coming Saturday. It just got canceled. I found out yesterday. So, um, so frustrating to know that we're still de- dealing with this virus and that shows are still canceling. Um, now, I was at a point when I thought that, hey, it's, we're kind of even out now. Like, it's not going to get any worse. And I think what I'm kind of learning is the shows that we're going to play are going to be in um, red states that are small towns that are upper Midwest type scenarios where uh, it's run by a local venue and they follow the rules and it's not um, city or county or a committee run at all because those seem to be the ones that want to cancel or the fairs and the committee run things that, that have too much liability. So we do the next, the weekend after next, we are out. We have a three three day run. I believe it's like Missouri, Kansas, and, uh, maybe Nebraska again. Uh, Wyoming. Wyoming's in there. So we're trying, guys. We're trying to get out. We're trying to tour, and I wish we were with you right now. Uh, and we will be really soon. And in the meantime, I could hope I could scratch that itch by releasing new music and this new album. Today's podcast. I'm going to bring back my brother Parker Smith, who is our CEO here at Yee Apparel. Um, he's our brand manager. He's a smart dude. Um, not just saying that because he's, he's my brother, but um, Tyler and I, we worked really hard on getting Parker to work here. And I know that that sounds crazy, but there was a lot of feeling like, hey, we don't want to bring him in just because he's our brother. And we don't want to just, um, you know, just bring him in because we feel sorry for him or he's the only, he's left out. We legitimately fought for him to come here because he had a lot of good job offers, a lot of places he could have gone. And we, 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 at least I did. Tyler was worried that um, if we convinced him to come, he would be disappointed. But what, what ended up happening is Parker came here and just really turned, really set the company. We were doing good, but he set us on a, a whole new level and set a new trajectory, which we're not, we're not there yet. We have a long way to go, but we're on a great trajectory 
And um, God, I thank God every day for Yee Apparel during this touring shutdown when I have no other, no other work but this in songwriting. So anyway, Parker Parker went on social media and asked questions from his Instagram, which is a little bit of a twist for this podcast. He's going to come on right now. I think you're going to love it. He's an awesome dude. Welcome to the Granger Smith Podcast. So you have collected questions. This is the first time somebody else has collected questions for this podcast. So Parker, you went to your Instagram and you got some questions. And this is kind of your idea for this podcast today. So I'm going to let you lead it. We're going to go through some brother questions. They're probably brother related. And since you're also closely working with me, it's also um, yee yee related. So what you got? Yeah, I think it's cool when people um, give you an idea of what's going on behind the scenes, and especially with us. I think Q&As are so cool, especially for brands that I like. I like to hear about what's going on behind the scenes, and um, so I did a, uh, I just did a Q&A on my Instagram story, and I got some pretty, some pretty entertaining questions, some pretty funny ones. I tried to pick the ones that would be the most enjoyable to the listeners, so... Um, first we have, what do you and your brothers bond over, especially with you being so young? And this was an interesting question because I feel like, I feel like a lot of brother relationships, our, our relationship has kind of been the opposite of what most brother relationships are in that, like, you're usually close when you're young. And then as you get older, you like, you get a family and then you get a job and then you move to a different city and then you see your brothers on holidays. Sure. And with me being uh, the youngest, I was basically an only child as a kid. Uh, and you were basically like an uncle to me, if I'm being honest. Like, I would see you on holidays, and like, that's it. And so I didn't really know you that well. It sounds bad to say that, but yeah. anybody who has a big age gap with a, like a brother or sister kind of understands what I mean. Because you, you weren't um, aware during your younger years when I was with you and you were a young kid, you probably don't don't even remember those days because we're 13 years apart. So I remember you as a baby and as a toddler and as a little kid and as like a elementary school kid. And the, but those are probably vague memories to you and your age of reckoning. I was off to college and making music. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you were, you like had this job that I didn't understand. It was just what it was. It, um, you were out doing music and that was just people think that's they're like what's it like having a brother who's a musician and like my childhood it was just 
it just seems normal. That may sound crazy, but whenever you just grow up with something and then you get older and you're like, oh yeah, that was pretty cool or that was pretty out of the ordinary for me, that was just normal. Um, so anyway, back to the question, what do we bond over? When I was younger, it was just Texas A&M football because I'd see you on, I'd see you on holidays and then our whole family, uh, my dad went to Texas A&M, Granger went to Texas A&M, and then I ended up going there. And so my childhood was holidays watching Texas A&M play Texas and, and then also deer hunting because we'd usually go to our ranch. And so we kind of bonded over that from a young age. Um, and me as a child literally crying when A&M lost to Texas because we took it so seriously. <laughs> what year was that? I don't know. We lost a lot when I was a kid. We had some rough years. That was uh, 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, it was Dennis Franchoni. Terrible years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as we got older, we bond with work, really. Yeah. And working out. We all work out together. Yeah. Yeah, we, we um, you, you working with us, I never say for us, I always correct myself, it's with us, because you are pretty much in charge of your whole realm of Yee Yee, and Tyler's in charge of his realm, and I'm in charge of mine. And then we intersect daily, but it's in the scope of what we do for Yee Yee. You do a lot more by yourself, and I do a lot more by myself, and Tyler's a lot more by himself than we do intersecting. But we intersect daily, two or three times a day. In fact, we've been on Zoom calls today already twice today over two completely different things. And it's like, oh, there's Parker. Um, and your role has also changed since, since Tyler's uh, out of town with The Bachelorette. Your role has increased. But, yeah, to say we bond over work is saying it lightly because, I mean, my office is here, your office is too over there, and we see each other every single day, especially me not being on tour. So, yeah, for sure. That segues into the next question, which was, how many people work at Yee Yee Apparel and how's it grown stage by stage? I'll go over this. I'll give you the short answer because I think I, I think I covered this a little bit in the last episode that I was in, but it's a cool story. And I don't think people heard, I don't remember if you said this last time, but where Yee Apparel was at before it was Yee Apparel with just you and Amber shipping out of your garage. Um, originally you were just an artist selling shirts and, and we're in, you were shipping them yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was you and Amber out of that garage. Before that mom was shipping some stuff. Yeah. Um, I was like, Hey mom, somebody bought a CD. His name is Bob George. And here's, here's his address. Let me write it down for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we got a sale. We got a sale today. So... 2011 hits and then Earl Dibbles Jr. comes around and Tyler's acting as manager for you and then also Tyler kind of takes over the ordering of the apparel and kind of uh, takes over the management of the apparel side which was at the time just buy shirts with Earl Dibbles Jr.'s face on them and sell them and we did that for a while, but it wasn't, Yee Yee wasn't its own brand. It was, 
it was just sell them on the Granger Smith store. And you just also had yee stuff there. And so kind of what my, my job was to, so that was like, that was like from 2012. That was probably like four years of that, of Tyler trying to do both. Right. Yeah. And then Tyler with one other person shipping and then handling customer service and returns and exchanges and stuff. And then I went to Texas A&M and then graduated. And then my job was to come in and sell Yee energy, which I've talked about a little bit before. Um, and Yee energy drinks, we were talking about this the other day. Energy drinks are just very difficult for startup brands. Like we were because they're so heavy. They're, really expensive to ship and you just it's just really hard to be successful as a small business selling energy drinks and we couldn't get them into stores because at the time I didn't know that the best way to do that was to connect with a sales rep who actually knows the owners of Tom Thumb and HEB and you know Shell gas station and that sort of thing and so I realized over time that that was going to be an uphill battle and I was like I was like, well, these shirts are selling really well and these hats are selling really well. And so then I just began to look at how do we increase the quality of these products so that we can grow the apparel side. And and over time, very slowly, um, if you bought a hat or a shirt from us in like 2000, from 2012 to 2016, God bless you. Uh, because I mean, we wore them and we liked them, and at the time they were good. But looking back now, it was—it's just almost humorous how much we didn't know what we were doing and the quality of them. Hey, speak for yourself. I still have some of those hats and shirts. They're awesome. Um, we call them the OGs. Yeah, it's just that—that's a world that's—it's uh, just a big learning curve, and you just—you don't know what you don't know. And so, um, so I came in, and so I just slowly started building up the quality of the products and the shirts and the hats, and trying to meet the people that I needed to meet to to hit the standards that we needed to hit. And then that was like 2016 to 2018 to 19, where we just slowly got better. And then, and that was still just me in our, our uh, leased office in, um, in Hutto, Texas. And we had one other person shipping and handling returns and exchanges. And then 2000, I'd say 2019, 2018, 2019, like these last two years have been where we've really shifted to think bigger and I've just modeled what I've seen some other brands do um, in that it's like, okay, you create collections based on the type of year it is in the season that it is. So we create, you know, a spring collection and then a summer collection and then a fall collection and then have products that actually like portray like what you'd be doing that time of the year, like spring's going to be brighter colors and like have, fishing and then fall is going to be like camo and and hunting stuff and so it's just slowly evolved from that um to people ask me a lot it was there like a certain point like a certain shift or like a big moment for yee apparel that was like a cornerstone of the business and i'd say uh i'd say this last april when we did yee day which was tyler's idea which was to celebrate celebrate the day that we trademarked Yee Yee. Or the, was it the day? Yeah, it was the day we trademarked yeah. it, right? And so we bought a bunch of exclusive products that were only going to be available that day. And 
we were like this day, this time, this stuff is going to release. And we got a cool countdown clock on the website. And, and then we sold out of everything in like, like 10 minutes. Our, you were on Instagram live talking about it. And I was like, dude, we're already out of everything. You're like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. Yeah. In, into the call. Cause I'm like, everybody go to Yee Yee Apparel. It's Yee Yee Day. Make sure you get this. We got a big sale. And you come in there and you're like, hang up the phone, hang up the phone. The sale's over. Yeah. We're sold out of everything. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so we, we were not expecting that at all. And, um, that was the day where we sat back and we we're like, holy cow. Like, I think, I think this could be really big. Uh, and so that kind of leads us to where we are now with, uh, we have a lot of people are curious as to like who our employees are. So you and Tyler, I categorize as owners. You still have, you still have a lot of say in like what products we make and like the type of designs that we do and that sort of thing. But when it comes to the day-to-day operations, I handle the day-to-day and kind of oversee what we call Yee, the Yee brand side. And then the other side of the Yee farm office is uh, Yee distribution, which for people who don't know what that means, basically it's just employees shipping the product out to you guys at home. And a lot of people have pay somebody else to do that, but we just always wanted to do it ourselves because nobody does it. If you want to do something right, you do it yourself. And I know that you and Tyler had a lot of issues with other people shipping your stuff for you. And so we like it because we can do awesome like camo boxes and camo poly mailers and the bags that they're shipped in are all custom Yee branded. And so they look cool. And so we have uh, on the brand side, we have myself overseeing operations, uh, Hayden who handles all of our marketing and if you are, uh, if you're a big enough support to watch this podcast, you are likely in the Yee Nation Facebook group. And if you're not, you should check it out. And you'll probably know Hayden from that, uh, where he's he's always talking about new products and what we're releasing and keeping everybody. He does an awesome job of just keeping the conversation going between the brand and and the people in Yee Nation. And. Uh, Maddie handles all of our, on the distribution side, Maddie handles all of our uh, customer service and our returns and exchanges. So anytime you ever return something to us, that's Maddie dealing with it. Or if you email us, it's Maddie. It's not somebody in another country. And she's amazing. And um, and then Caleb, who handles our uh, all of our warehouse, he's, he's our warehouse manager. So he handles uh, incoming inventory, outgoing inventory, day-to-day shipping and keeping track of everything in that warehouse, which is a full-time job. And Caleb is as an old drummer of mine. Yeah. He was my drummer from about 2009 to about 2013 when Dusty came in and Caleb essentially retired and started working for us. Yeah. And he's been, he's been awesome for that role. Yeah. He's been really good, and he's he's hilarious. So if you guys follow E Apparel on Instagram, you'll see him on our story. Whenever we do behind the scenes of what's going on here, you may see Caleb saying some joke. Caleb Kelly. Yeah. Uh, and so Caleb is our warehouse manager, and um, those are all the salaried employees. And then we have anywhere from 5 to 15 hourly employees that come in and help ship during during launches. And so usually we're just texting. I'm literally going through every contact in my phone. Uh, like our next launch is September 18th. So it's 
kind of calm right now. And we're already, I need to, I need to get like 10 to 12 more people, um, by September 18th to help out. Is that a offer, a job offer you're making on this podcast? A com- um, comment below. I want to work for Yee Yee Apparel. Yeah. Uh, if you're interested in working hourly and you're in the Georgetown, Texas area, you can email me Parker at yeeapparel.com and yeah dangerous move you just made bold yeah um so that's kind of where we are now i think that sums it up that was kind of a long answer but i think it's i love talking about the progression i think it's kind of cool yeah um a lot of people asked where do you see yourself in 10 years 5 to 10 years and what's the goal of yee yee Granger and I were just talking about this the other day, the, the idea of goal setting in general. I've always been somebody who likes to map out and visualize exactly where we're going to be in 10 years. And why don't you explain to them your, your goal strategy? Yeah, I like to set, instead of setting goals, specific goals, I like to set intentions. And so strive for an intention. So if your intention is to grow this brand as big as it can be and strive every day to meet that intention day by day by day by day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute. Um, and it's a, it's a continual thing because I, I believe there's a little bit of danger. And I think there, there's nothing wrong with setting specific goals. But if you – so we'll use Yee Apparel, for, for example. So you say, well, in five years, we want Yee Apparel to have – quadrupled in growth. Okay. So that's a specific goal and you put it on a blackboard and and you monitor it. But if you didn't set your intention first and foremost for Yee Yee brand to grow as as much as it could, then you just missed the opportunity that perhaps Yee Yee Apparel actually is not going to quadruple in five years. Actually, Yee Yee Apparel is going to spin off into Yee Yee Whiskey. And then that suddenly is going to become a a massive company that completely swallows up apparel and we end up not even selling hats at all. So it's impossible sometimes to see those kind of things and you could get blindsided by them or you could be blinded in, in the general sense of, okay, we're going to, we're going to, we're in the apparel business and we're going full steam ahead to get to our goal, which is quadrupling in five years and you have it mapped out and then you miss the chance that Yee Yee Whiskey was going to take you. And I'm just completely mad. There is no Yee Yee Whiskey in production at all right now. But I'm just using that as a, as a random example of how, look at me 10 years ago, and if I would have said, well, my goal is to get a record deal and to have songs on the radio and, and to grow musically and, and touring-wise. If I had set that exact goal, I would have missed the opportunity to come up with a YouTube channel that had Earl Dibbles Jr. and the Smiths, and which completely is the reason that we spun off into Yee Yee Apparel. We might have missed that whole thing if I was only focused on a specific goal of music. So, like I said, there's nothing wrong with setting goals. It's healthy. But at the same time, don't make that your god. Don't make that your idol where you look at a blackboard and you go, man, we're slipping. We're not, we're not at the exact number I want it to be. You can't miss the opportunity that might be in front of you. And so instead set your intentions higher than your goals. Even though on the team, I do like to have someone like you that actually has specific goals. Cause then I walk in and go, how are we on a goal? And you go, actually we, we doubled it, which is usually what happens. 
Yeah, we're a good mix of uh, of uh, line by line analytical thinkers, being myself and, and Hayden a little bit more on the business side, and then you and Tyler who are more of uh, the dreamers and ready to pivot and stay open minded. Uh, that transitions nicely well, to. Before you say that too, let me just say, let me use a great, a even better example than Earl Dibbles for me. Fifteen years ago, if I would have said the goal is to get a record deal and to get a number one song on the radio, if that was my goal, I would have lived in Nashville. I would have done nothing but make demos and pitched them to record companies relentlessly until somebody finally said yes. But instead. My goal was to grow my music. My intention, excuse me, was to grow my music as big as it could be, day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour. And that ended up making me stay independent, no record deal, no major radio play, but continue to cultivate a, a underground cult following almost with no record deal, no major radio play. Um, and that, that wouldn't have been ever have been a goal. Like if you had got me when I was 18 and said, write down a goal, I never would have said, Stay independent, create a cult following in Texas without major radio play. I've been like, whoa, 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 that doesn't make any sense. That's an example of setting an attention. What's one thing that Granger and Tyler have done that inspired you? Uh, that. Uh, growing up, I was, uh, you and Tyler were never going, you wouldn't make it a day in an office. And I was always okay being, when I was in college, I was always okay with the corporate lifestyle and being in the nine to five. And I was kind of attracted to that. Just like I'm sure a lot of 21 year old guys are that, you know, idea of like wearing the suit. And to me, it was wearing the suit and, and making, making money and working your way up a ladder. And that was appealing to me personally. And I, it was always crazy to me that you and Tyler were okay with just taking this huge risk (laughs) of just. Uh, one of the other questions was, uh, do you have any childhood stories of you, Granger, and Tyler? And a lot of my childhood, like some of the craziest childhood stories were me being in the back of this van uh, back when there was back when there was just a couple people that would come to your shows. And we would I would get to go on tour like for the weekend with my brother. And like no one knew. <laughs> it was like, Parker's going, what are you doing this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to like, I'm going to like Oklahoma with no it was definitely in texas because you were mostly in texas at the time yeah, a few like, oklahoma dates yeah and i was like i don't know we're going somewhere in oklahoma and granger's gonna play some shows and being in the back of this van with all these with all these guys that were just seemed so old to me at the time i was probably like 13 or 14 being in the back of this van and like uh everybody taking turns driving through the night and like these bunk beds that y'all built in the back of this van and stopping at a gas station to get your dinner for the night. And just like me going in and like asking, I would ask Granger, be like, can I have, can I have like $10? You <laughs> give me some money. I go and like get Lunchables and like a, like a Gatorade and like some cookies and like, like from like a shell gas station. I was like, do you just do this like every weekend? And they'd I'd go and eat and then they'd like put on a movie in the front and be watching like, die hard at like three o'clock in the morning like on a, like a thursday night and i was like what what are you all doing like how do we, people do this we became masters of eating a f- complete meal from a gas station convenience store we, we became we became masters and not not just like chips and you know the hot dog we actually would could get like a complete meal yeah in a gas station and that was dinner because everything would be closed at 
two o'clock in the morning when we leave the club the entire town wherever we were the little town would be closed so just had to hit the next truck stop they would all put their driver's license and i was too young to drive so i always felt guilty that i got to sleep through the night but they would all put their driver's license in a in somebody's hand and then mix them up and then they draw them to see what shifts they would be driving that night and there'd be a driver and then there'd be uh, like a co-pilot who'd have to stay awake with them in the front seat while everybody else slept and yeah what a weird time that seems like a dream to me now and i i can't believe y'all did that let me take a quick break be right back do you have any tattoos i do not have any tattoos are you gonna get any more do you plan on getting i definitely will uh i have some ideas i would get one i'd probably get one on my arm i'd want to get something uh like for our grandfather, uh, like a like an old those of you who uh, know Granger know that our grandfather was a, a B twenty four bomber pilot in World War two, and I always thought it'd be cool to get like an old B twenty four or something like that. And I always like I always thought it was cool when like brothers or sisters get like the same tattoo, so it's like you're all marked with the same with the same thing. I'll do a B twenty four. You just got to find the design. Yeah. Yeah, I would get one. Um, one thing that's funny about tattoos is is after you get the first one, how easy it is to just get the next one. And so, I don't know. I feel like I would just get like a whole sleeve if I got a couple. You might. You might. Chris Lee, our tour manager, he had none. And then now he's pretty much got his whole arm full just after one with just a few years. I'm not a big fan of the color, though. I like it. I like it just black. Yeah. But you got. You we'll got, hold you to it on this podcast. We'll hold you to it. I'll get more. I, I have some ideas. They uh, always have to mean something deep and long lasting. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. It's going to be with you forever. Uh, yee cowboy hat or boots? Uh, question mark. Man, could I just say this hat I'm wearing is my favorite hat we've ever done? Yeah, I know it's good. not a Yee Cowboy hat, but for those of y'all watching, that is, yeah, for the YouTube audience that actually gets to see it, this is brand new. Parker gave it to me yesterday because it's in our fall collection, right? Yeah. Gosh, I love it. Yeah, September 18th. Uh, that one, and then you'll see Granger wearing a uh, camo one with a flag on it. And those of you who watch the Smiths YouTube channel, the other one, the other camo one that he showed last night, uh, uh, will be in the fall collection. So, so they're tuned. asking Yee Yee Cowboy Hat or Boots as if that's a choice that we're going to make? Asking if we're going to make either of those. Okay. Well, what about Boots? Because that's kind of been in the works for years now. Yeah, we were going to do combat boots for a while and and we just I, I still have them and I still think they would do well. I still think they're awesome. Uh those of you who have seen what my office looks like, uh I got a a a combat boot in there that was a sample. But uh we did finally confirm production of a pair of uh like work square toe cowboy boots leather. Oh yeah. So those will be Hopefully, everything's kind of behind in COVID, but uh, 
there's an awesome factory in Mexico that is cranking those out right now. We're hoping to have them um, by by uh, holidays. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I do know that. It's awesome. Yeah. And you are very particular about your boots. Yeah. And you were very skeptical when we got the sample. And I was and like, he, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and no, but then you put it on and you were like, these are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really excited about that. You're, you get rubber soles? Uh, they're, they're a, uh, synthetic, uh, it's like a good mix between like the, the, what is it? The genuine leather that wears down a lot. And then the rubber, which kind of stands out and it's like fake. There's, we got like a a middle ground between that. So like the color blends really nicely, but it's not going to wear down. You won't have to get it replaced after six months. It's going to last forever. Cool. Um, cowboy hats. Uh, no, I don't have a contact for cowboy hats and that's people are Caleb at Mad Hatters. Oh yeah. That's possible. If we get enough people interested in cowboy hats, we do have a guy. Um, but that's, you know, that's, that's like, you, you can't just, an apparel company can't just come out with a cowboy hat. I mean, because that's, you gotta have so many different sizes and it would have to all be custom ordered. And you know, a good cowboy hat is not the kind you get at a gas station. A good cowboy hat is made of good material fitted to your head and so i wouldn't want to just put out some trash that's like a trinket tourist attraction cowboy hat i I would i would if we did it it would need to be good and to do it good i just don't know if we have the resources right now that if this warehouse is even big enough to hold all the different sizes it would have to be custom then you would order it and it would take six months to come in so that's that's going to take a lot of thought and a lot of people would have to be really interested in that yeah that segues into one of the questions, which was, uh, who comes up with the designs and what's your general business model? Like, how do you keep up with inventory? And we've grown so much. I used to come up with the designs. Granger used to come up with the designs and, and we would just have an idea for it. And then we'd send it to send it to our different vendors who make the shirts for us. And they print them on the shirts for us here in the U S and I'm just, we've gotten to the point where we're doing all these launches and we have so many different ty- types of products that like, I, I can't do that anymore. Uh, so I actually recently got in touch with the manufacturer who does, um, who does Patagonia, North Face, Calvin Klein, Tommy Hilfiger, like those, they do the big boys. And so I'm super excited because basically what they do is you approach them and I'll be like, Hey, I, I'm, I'm looking for ideas for our fall 2021, uh, launch. I'm looking to do four hats, five men's shirts, five men's hoodies, five women's hoodies and five women's shirts. And then I give them the general gist of our brand. Like I just had a call the other day and you tell them your brand story and types of brands that you're similar to. And then they have a whole design team that puts together like a whole pitch and portfolio for you. And then we go in. And we're like, yes, yes, yes. And then we have the final say and we, we adjust it and more like, no, no, no. Yes. Yeah. Lots (laughs) of no's probably. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm really excited for that. Is there jealousy or resentment among the brothers? A lot of people ask that. No, not at all. There's really not. Uh, no, we're just different. We're three three brothers that are different, and we're not an original story. I mean, if you talk to most siblings, they're just you know you get some siblings that are very very similar. They like everything the same. They they dress exactly the same. They, but we're but most siblings I know are not like that. There's usually 
it's come out of the same mom and dad, but they look, they, they talk and dress and, t- and do different jobs. And that's kind of how we do. And we're, we're different people, but we have the same moral values and we align with our, our beliefs in, um, country and uh, when I say country, uh, nationalism and, uh, outdoors and God and family, we, uh, we align on, on those things. But when it comes to other things like getting on the stage and entertaining or playing guitar, that's just me. You guys don't have that desire at all. And there's things Tyler does like Tyler's in all into real estate and does that on the side. I have no desire for that. Um, you're, you go out and play golf. Me and Tyler don't play golf at all, but you go out. How often do you go play? I go every day. You go every day and you play piano. How often? Every day. Every day. You play piano and play golf. Those are two things that me and Tyler, like I dabble in piano. I get, I could write songs on piano, but that's it. So, um, we, we all have, have our things like Tyler's out, um, checking traps on coyotes right now. He loves trapping predators and loves, he loves managing deer. Like he loves managing white-tailed deer more than he does shooting a deer way more. Because he works year-round managing and feeding and trapping coyotes. And uh, me and you just kind of roll in at Thanksgiving and, <laughs> and, and get what we can. So, yeah, we're just we're different, but in, in a good way. We're different in good ways. So there's no jealousy. Yeah, I like the saying, you know, the more stable your upbringing is and the more, the more you have parents who encourage you to do whatever you're passionate about, the more different you're going to become. And so we all have this exactly like you just said, we are, we're all grounded in the same like fundamental values, but we all are are very different in our hobbies. I don't think any of us even share one hobby except for working out and just fitness. And and we've all had things that we've done. Like Tyler, Tyler played division one college football. Um, You went into the core at A&M and tried out and got, complete complete control of the Texas A&M mascot Revly the dog the American collie which was very difficult to do what you to defeat the odds of being the guy that's the mascot handler at a major university so those are things that seem untouchable to me getting the mascot or playing division 1 college football but but I can get up on a stage in front of a bunch of people and sing songs and you guys have no desire to do that. So, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Who's easier to work with, Granger or Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Choose your words wisely. Uh, you are easier to work with <laughs> than Tyler. Um, Tyler's, Tyler is, uh, uh, he's, not, he's not difficult to work with, but if I have to choose, then Granger is more agreeable. And Tyler is, uh, Tyler, how do you describe Tyler? Tyler's Tyler. Yeah. He's, uh, he's very hard, stubborn. He's stubborn and hard-headed, which is why how he got uh, where he is and how he built the brand and Granger's career where it is. Yeah, we can leave it at that. He's the most stubborn guy I know. It's not a bad thing, necessarily. Some days, it, you know, there's moments when it's bad, but as a whole, that Tyler's Tyler, man. He's, Tyler is one of the most unique humans I've ever met. He's, he's different. Yeah. Not in a bad way. He's just, he's, uh, he's a one percenter (laughs) in his own way. Yeah. 
it's going to be really funny to watch him on The Bachelorette and see his personality. Uh, it's going to be fun. And everybody who watches it that's, that is listening to us right now is going to be like, oh, yeah, I kind of get it. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who would win in a race? Tyler. Tyler, definitely. Tyler's the fastest. That's why he played Division One college football. I remember the day that he – I was always kind of fast. Were you fast in high school, in junior high? Uh, No, I wouldn't know. I, I was fast. always a fast runner. But I remember the day when – he challenged me to a race and beat me. And I, and and that was like I was probably 16 and he was probably 13. And I was like, "Ooh, there he goes." And it never never ended. And then I remember one time, I'll never ever forget this, but I was playing soccer on a soccer like a rec soccer team with a bunch of friends and our goalie got hurt. And I was about 15 years old. Our goalie gets hurt. Tyler is about 12 and Tyler's on the sideline and literally, and he played competitive soccer in his own right. He literally suited up. Did you know this story? Mm -mm. Okay. Tyler suits up as a 12 year old goes out there and we're like, we don't have a goalie. And um, Tyler's like, I got it. And they're, they're like this kid, this little kid, dude, he comes in and just destroyed it. No one could score on him. And he was back there just wearing it out against all these like older teenagers. And everyone was like, who is your brother? This, this is unbelievable. He was just tearing up these, these kids. No one could score. I was, I was so proud. He's always been very athletically inclined. You're, you're literally scrolling for questions. Yeah, I'm looking through to see if there's any other good ones. How many questions did you get? Uh, I didn't count. I got more than I thought I would, though. What's your Instagram so people could follow you? Parker double underscore Smith. So after The Bachelorette comes out and Tyler might get that that blue check, you'll be the brother without the blue check. Yeah. Does that make you mad? So pissed. <laughs> man, if I could just get that blue check, then I'd be happy, boy. Yeah, that's that's true happiness, man. Then I'll have made it. Blue check on Instagram is true happiness, mm -hmm. Bubba. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you dating Daniel Bradbury? No, I'm not dating Daniel Bradbury. What? That is so random. I wonder who thought that. I mean, she, she, somebody saw her on an, on a post and thought it was you. Um, I think that's it. Well, that was good stuff. Yeah, it was a good idea. That was fun. If you wanna, if you want more questions from Parker, comment below on this. If you're watching on YouTube, and we'll go back and scope out the the comments here. And if you want Parker again, this is his second time on this podcast. So if you want him again, lock that down. Tell him, tell him you say we want Parker. Also, I gotta say, um, let me ask you a question. Are you single right now? Can we not do the the Parker dating thing? I'm again? not. No, I just don't. I literally don't know. I am single right now. Yes. You're single right now. Mm -hmm. Any like you talking to anybody or anything? Not talking. No. Okay. No. Not not talking, and I won't. I won't ask people to set to set you up on here. We have tried. We have tried with Tyler and I before, and it's. Wait, uh, we it's, just do it as a joke. We do it for clickbait. It's not successful. 
We do it for clickbait. Um, so before you go, though, give us some important dates at Yee Apparel. We need to know about. Okay. Uh, actually, I do need to give an update. Uh, the back to school uh, bundle will be available. Uh, uh, this is coming out. This is Monday, yep. right? So yep. this is Monday morning. So it will be available this afternoon, Monday afternoon. What Slash, day? Actually, you know what? It'll be Monday. It'll be Monday morning. So what date is that? That's uh. That's the tenth. The tenth. August the tenth. August tenth. The back to school bundle will be available. We had to push back the. A lot of y'all know we're doing women's leggings that are insane quality. They're going to be so good. Uh, I'm having to push those back. They got delayed. They'll be pushed back to the fall release. And uh, which will be eighteenth. Uh, the eighteenth of September, which will be that's the big day uh, for Yee Apparel, where we're going to have a ton of stuff it's gonna be it's gonna be insane it's gonna be awesome we have like we have like five five men's jackets four new shirts ton of women's stuff um a new belt buckle actually a new belt buckle will be available around christmas time um we have some awesome leather wallets that are going to be up for fall and some socks a bunch of cool stuff yeah so I can't I can't exactly say it, but right around that time, we're also going to have my album release. So it's a really good time for Yee Yee. Um, we will be announcing that album release August 28th, right? Yeah. So on August 28th, I'll make the official announcement about the album, what it consists of, what you need to know, when it's going to come out. But um, September is going to be a, a really good time for Yee Yee Apparel and the Yee Yee brand and for Granger Music and for Earl Music. So... Yeah, we're excited. Thanks for being on here, dude. Again. Thanks for having me. Glad I can make the trip down. Yeah, thanks for driving in from your office two two doors down. Mm -hmm. All right. See you guys. Love you. Yee yee.